Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 59 of the Prosperity Project. The title is How to Stop Limiting Your Joy and Prosperity Once and for all. Now here's the thing, people search for happiness and prosperity and joy in a lot of places. They look to things like relationships, money, holidays, clothes, houses, even new opportunities, always looking for the next thing. Yet these things only bring us a certain degree of happiness. It's very short term and it's just in the moment. We often look to escape from life rather than go for something better. Holiday time right now is seen as the holy grail. So as we record this, we're actually still in lockdown in the UK. Hopefully it's going to open up very soon. But people in the news, that's all they seem to be talking about is when's their holiday coming or, you know, if there's new restrictions, how devastating this is. It's their week off work. They suffered a whole year of a pandemic. They deserve their holiday. Now, well, I don't disagree with the joy and happiness that a holiday and a bit of sunshine can bring, especially in Scotland. But if we're living a life where that one week of break from the norm is what we're looking for and that's our only way to be happy in life, there's something not quite right in balance. And you don't just need a holiday to you be dedicated to your family, to your hobbies, to things that really inspire you. It should be something that your mindset is creating every single day. You're permanently on holiday, if you like. So what are some of the things that bog you down? What do you actually have to have in your life to make you feel joyous or prosperous? So Matt, I'm going to ask you, what are some of the things that automatically make you feel more joyous and more prosperous? Um, I think trying to have a sense of purpose with my day mm. is one of the, the key things. So I find as, as some of the things you were talking about there, looking to external things and short-term things, I think are never really good overall because you only get that short-term high. And you often don't end up with something like a holiday mm. having a long-lasting effect. The joy of the holiday lasts a lot less than the tan that you'll have after you come back with it. I, I think so you'll, you'll be sitting there still brown at your desk at work, but disgruntled with what you're doing. For me, I like to focus on the things that I feel are moving me forward or giving me quality of time. So I like to work out pretty much every day. Yes. And that comes down from me just trying to look after my health and well-being. And also, I guess, a bit of vanity, ultimately. Mm. I want to be more comfortable with what I'm looking at in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I'm still not where I want to be. But I think that it's one of those things which is always a moving goalpost. Mm -hmm. And it's always a journey moving forwards. And I like doing that each day because it gives me time to think. It gives me time to focus on myself. It gives me that time to reflect on things. And it also gives me a sense of achievement. Mm, that it's very I'm meditational for you, isn't it, as well? It's your little your little man cave. <laughs> it's, it's, I guess it's my little church. It's where yeah. I get to spend time with myself, with my thoughts and everything else. But also it is just a tiny step forward mm. in what I'm trying to achieve. It's that sense of achievement that I control, that I'm fully in charge of. 
and that no one else can take away from me. Mm. So that's the great thing. I'm not built on external influence when I'm doing that. And that comes to the other things that I enjoy doing. Like I, I try to make sure that I spend some time with the kids each day. Mm-hmm. We get to spend some time together each day. I try to um, spend some quality time if we can go out for a walk or something. Yes, that's that. really yeah. valuable. Yeah. But ultimately, I try to find the value in those things that repeat. Mm-hmm. So rather than mm-hmm. saving it for a special occasion, like the holiday or the bonus at work or whatever it happens to be, I try to find it in as many things I can during each day Mm. or most days so that I can focus on getting it frequently rather than waiting for these things that are sporadic Mm. and ultimately they don't last. Well, I think you've touched upon the heart of this. So the title being, how do you stop limiting your joy? And it really is an inside job. So that's what you're kind of touched upon there. You've made this switch because we both came from a corporate world. We've all had the nine to five jobs. We've all had that traditional kind of, this is how you get your values, what you earn and what you do in society. And I love the fact that you're talking about really that switch. Like it's kind of become more of an inside job for you. You get to con- you get to decide how much joy or happiness based on what you choose to do, but also how you choose to feel right. Your emotions are key here. Absolutely. And I think that although we both left the corporate world, this wasn't something that started after leaving mm, the corporate world. Yeah. It was there whilst I was doing a day job. So absolutely, we have more time and flexibility to do some of those things that we like, which means that you can tick a few more boxes of fulfillment. But it's not exclusive to being able to have the time freedom. You know, I'm not sitting here thinking that I couldn't possibly feel as fulfilled as I might do if I was still in a day job, Mm -hmm. um, because otherwise that's not relatable for anybody else. I think it comes down to the fact that I was working out when I was still working. I was trying to arrange my working hours so I would yes, get home yeah, at a reasonable yeah. time. So I used to leave work at four and I used to be one of the few people that was out the door on time pretty mm-hmm. much every day, promptly away so I could get home and have dinner with the family yeah, and, and spend some time with everybody before the kids went to bed. So I prioritized those things that would occur frequently so that I would get that value and so that I would mitigate those things which maybe I didn't like as much mm and shift them away of focus and then end up with the things that actually matter getting the time and the attention and the effort spent on them absolutely so i'm going to ask a very honest question in life do you feel that you could be content happy joyous what in regards to whatever was going on in any situation around you i think that it's a skill yeah yeah absolutely i think that once you learn that it's possible to find value in your every day and and it doesn't really make a difference as to whether you have money in the bank or you don't whether you have a job that you love or a job that you don't like as much you can find snippets Mm. in most of your days of things where you get to spend time Mm. maybe it's you love to see your dog running after a ball and you just love whipping the ball as far as you can (laughs) and seeing their stupid face run after it and bring it back to you for you to do it again there's lots of ways to find that value and that joy And you can find it in the smallest things Mm. and you can find it in the places that are just there in front of you. You don't need to create things. But the other side is if you can't find that, if you can't find areas where you have it, then you can tweak some of your time. Mm. I mean, how many of us feel like we don't have enough time? I think we've discussed time and everything else in previous podcasts. 
But so many of us don't have time for anything, but yet we get home from work and we open up a bottle of wine or a beer or whatever it happens to be. And then we binge watch something on Netflix or yep, wherever else. I had else. time for that, yep. <laughs> so if we've got two, three hours to get through a movie or several episodes of a show and have a couple of drinks and whatever else, mm-hmm. then we do have time for other things. And I'm not suggesting that you need to swap one for the other entirely. You don't have to spend three hours working out or whatever it happens to be. Mm. But there is time and scope to find that snippet of time where you can spend it on something that you find fulfilling and joyous yes, yes or at the very least if you do want to sit there and binge watch something on netflix then at least make, recognize make a it. choice absolutely but recognize it recognize that it's giving you joy and value mm. don't look at it as i got home and then nothing really happened and i went to bed because that's mm. the mindset that we can often get into mm, mm. i didn't really do anything after work and then i went to bed and the fact is you did do something it's whether you actually thought about it whether you were mindful about it yep. Yep. And whether you made an active choice and then are able to recognize the quality and the value that it gave you off the back of what you did. So really, it's a choice about how much joy. And I say that, you know, obviously everyone's got different situations going on, different circumstances. Let's look at this from a, a very logical situation. How is it that people can have quite different lives but experience different levels of joy and happiness? So, for example, we're recording this in the UK and Scotland. We live in a very affluent part of the world in comparison to most of the world. How is it that we can go to places where there's real poverty, where people don't have much, yet you'll see kids with the biggest smile, the biggest happiness, they've not even got a football, they've made shift something, you know, they've made something that looks kind of like a ball, they're just kicking about and they're absolutely just so thankful to be out and doing that together. We come here and the same group of, let's say, children, same age, they would, wouldn't have maybe the latest football so they weren't happy or they might not have, you know, goalposts so that's it, they can't play, oh, well, we can't do that. Two completely different people and their reactions to the same resources the same equipment and the way they're looking at it and what I want to really say is how much joy and happiness are you maybe stopping without consciously deciding it and I think that's a switch that will happen as we cover this I want you to really focus on first of all allowing yourself to feel these emotions sometimes it's far easier to feel the negative emotions sadness grief and stress and you feel guilty you know they're like the default What about if you made a conscious decision to say, I'm actually going to focus on encouraging the positive ones that I want in my life? The reason being, you're going to just enter this gulf stream almost of more happiness and more opportunities. It's like that superpower. It's that ignition that we've touched upon a couple of episodes. So right now, as we think of it, everything that you have in your life, and I'm including Matt in our, when we look at our lives as well, everything, we could assign an emotional value to it. It could either bring us down, we could feel bad about it, bad emotions, or we could decide we want to feel good emotions associated with it. So let's think about, like we can talk about money. I love talking about money because it absolutely triggers people. And I say trigger, I really mean it activates which emotional scale you want to be on. You want to be on the negative scale or the positive scale. So let's go with money, right? So money, how do you feel about money? And this is a really key. What are your gut emotions about money right now, Matt? Um, so my emotions at the moment is that but money's good. It facilitates money's a good. lifestyle. <laughs> okay. But actually, when you talk to me about money, mm. 
because of my mindset a long time ago was mm. different about money mm. it's interesting how the same subject i know right <laughs> can can change and the fact is that my mindset has changed um quite a while ago i think about money even without having lots of money to be able to really force that mindset mm, mm. like i couldn't justify having a different mindset when there wasn't really much more free and available money mm. it actually just come down to i suppose the relationship with it and yes. the approach so i used to think about money as something that was fleeting and passing and there was never enough of it and that i wanted things and couldn't afford them so mm -hmm, there wasn't mm -hmm. enough money and money brought stress and strain and worry and pressure and everything else now my mindset is that we have money we can do things it facilitates a lifestyle facilitates us to help others it it's a tool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than a burden right and that is a shift that i've had so i suppose for me it's a great thing that i've experienced i feel both sides of it mm, mm. which means that i can see how the same topic can generate two different types Absolutely. of emotion yeah so it's it's quite incredible actually yeah and what we should call it i know a lot of people listen to all our podcast episodes obviously but your background was from you weren't in poverty growing up as a kid but money was tight because it was a limited amount your Absolutely. mum and dad were having to make do with state benefits well, we, 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 you were, four we were probably close to poverty you know I was on it, free it school was dinners tight. and everything else yeah. <laughs> and so for you you grew up with money that kind of mindset of no you're very aware of how much things cost and also um, was it a sacrifice that was good enough you know what was the, the priority with money and when you know we got married and everything we paid off twenty four thousand pounds worth of consumer debt we certainly haven't we didn't have a business we we had just our normal jobs but money was still in it felt in tight measure yeah it, because it, we were trying to clear off debt it meant that the amount every penny of, yeah the amount of free money that we had the amount of money that we had to be flexible in what we were doing mm -hmm. was limited because we chose it to be mm -hmm. in order to fast track as much as we could clearing off the debt but ultimately there was debt there and there wasn't a massive surplus of cash at mm -hmm. all you know we were living within fairly tight restraints yes. in order to make something happen so although my mindset during that changed the amount of money i had to do what i wanted with it wasn't was, there. it wasn't there yeah. it wasn't there it was no different to when i was mentally mm. i see it as poor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when i was in debt and struggling and um wasn't able to manage money as well as i could the fact is that the amount of free money I had was probably not dissimilar. Absolutely. But it yeah. was a mindset change. And I think for me, what happened was when we paid off that debt and, you know, very much living penny to penny, you know, where everything was going, because we didn't want to be in that debt anymore. We knew we had to get out of it. It was the only way forward. And also I was learning a bit like financial independence, building businesses. The light bulb moment with money, when I started to switch, instead of feeling bad about money and think, feeling guilty and, you know, not enough and scarcity mindset, was when I actually realised that money, I could create money. So that was an, another turning point for me. And very quickly, you can see the range of emotions totally about the same thing then influence what you then feel about money. So how do I feel about money right now? I feel money supports us. I feel money is there. I can also create it. But equally, it's not just through money that I get things in the world. Like at any point, something random might appear in the post or somebody might feel inspired to 
give a gift or you know or equally we'll feel inspired to give I see money as just it amplifies probably everything creatively that's within me and us Mm -hmm. like it's just an extension just the same way my time is an extension and so what I want to say with that is what if every single thing that you had in your life you decided you were going to change the emotions that you felt about it rather than maybe feeling stuck in negative emotions that disempower you that make you feel stuck what if you started to make choices that put you into empowering positive emotions now you're probably saying to me well that's you know that's easy for you to say jennifer you know everyone just you can't just click our fingers i get that but what you can start to do is start to be softer with yourself as you work on changing your emotions and your emotional journey with this is the game changer okay it really is a case of how much are you willing to allow yourself to feel because we all come with baggage we all come with reasons why we don't feel good enough we can't be loved we don't deserve things we maybe are carrying that from our childhood we may be carrying it from our ancestors you know what you've seen other people live in their life they've given you that baggage that mindset but right now moving forward we have this choice that the first thing we thought doesn't need to be the defining thought we carry about things. It's about taking the power back and also the ability to create days that have a future that feel more in line with what you want to step into. The thing is, when we talk about limiting joy, ultimately it becomes an imbalance between our positive thoughts and our negative thoughts. And what I would say is so many of us can get in the habit of making a bigger deal out of the negative then we do the positive. And that means that if the boss gives you a little bit of a hard time because something wasn't done right, we'll carry that for hours, possibly days. But yet, if we get on a pat on the back and it's, oh, well done, that was a great job, you know, you, you helped close a deal or whatever it happens to be, we carry that for about five minutes and then we move forward. So I think ultimately changing the weighting of the positive and negative in our heads as well will help us by recognizing the good that we have and putting more weight on it and also not amplifying the negative and the challenges that will shift the balance in our heads of how we see the world around us and therefore when we are looking at external things which we should try to focus on a little bit less but at least we get them in a better balance at least Mm -hmm. we look at them with equal weighting rather than giving the negatives a much higher value to us absolutely okay so let's give this very practical scenario okay a typical situation we can jump straight back into how this felt nine to five jobs put us ourselves back there right you're you're about to start or you're trying to start or create something that you're going to be super passionate about you've decided you're ready to up level in the current job unfortunately doesn't make you feel content anymore you can remember the first day of your your original job right you got the name badge you got your new computer and you felt amazing but Mm -hmm. let's imagine you've been doing it a while and you know you're just ready for something else well at what point do you start to notice your emotions changing perhaps do you start to resent the boss do you start to resent your co-workers do you start then to fantasize about doing the thing that you want to do instead do you end up begrudging every email feel that everyone's attacking you do you then you know resent going to team meetings and very quickly that same circumstance that you loved at the start of your job you know that you were so thankful for and you couldn't believe you were getting to do it was probably paying you double what you used to pay 
now it's moved to a spectrum where you really hate it, like almost it's tearing you apart. And it's often those things that we're starting to notice that shift in emotion is actually usually the world saying to us, you're ready for that next step, but there's something within you that needs to be just ironed out. Because what happens is through life, you know, we've got these growth spurts. You're going to change. I I really feel that the people who get like a job for life or, you know, they decide at 18 exactly what they're going to do the rest of their life, that, that's a wonderful gift. But I also think the gift of this growth and feeling uncomfortable and growth is one of the greatest gifts you can have to learn to manage your emotions. So what would you do in that scenario? You don't like your job now. It used to satisfy you. Is it then you just throw the towel in and you decide that you know that's it you're going to just do whatever you feel like or do you then try and seek out the goodness that you have back in your job because if you're there perhaps for another two or three months while you build up money so you can leave that job you don't want to go to work every day feeling crap or feeling awful you want to actually remember some of the good emotions that you had because when you go into that happy state what happens is you'll then make decisions and actions from that elevated state rather than feeling in a, a, a grumpy or a, a bad negative place. Well, I also think that what happens is if you can go to the workplace and extract as much positivity from it as you can, then when you finish for the day, then you can carry that with you and then you're able to do other things that make you feel good and productive. I think that it's very easy if you find that your job bogs you down every single day that you can come home and your motivation is sapped and it's hard to find the desire to do something different Mm. for yourself. And that's where you can while away the evening and not recognize it. Mm -hmm. Again, there's nothing wrong with doing whatever it is you want to do in the evening, but if you make it a conscious choice and you think about it and you actively plan to do that rather than um, mindlessly channel hop, then you'll recognize the value from it. And that's the problem, I think, when we get bogged down by anything. We can often then slip into something else that's negative or not uplifting us to feel like it's counteracting it, but it's actually not. Mm. You end up not feeling uplifted after the fact, and then you've got to loop straight back into it shortly afterwards, the next day, and you repeat this cycle. At some point, you've got to find some value, some positivity, some joy in it, all the things around it. Otherwise you just have this cycle of bogged down and feeling disappointed, stressed and underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true. And, you know, often the decisions that we've made or actions we've taken from those disempowered states, we actually end up regretting, don't we? Anyway, you know, how many times have you had an argument with someone, argument with the boss at work or a co-worker and you've said something or you've done something, so you've pushed them or shoved them or something and then you've lost your job. You know, those split moments depending on which emotion you're feeling, then can have that ripple effect. So let's really take this. If we've decided that, you know, we're aware of that our emotions play a huge amount in what we're actually experiencing and our happiness, what are some of the things that you could do then to stop putting up this barrier to what the good emotions that you've got in life, the joy, the happiness, prosperity? Well, the first thing you can do is stop trying to figure everything out, (laughs) right? And I think this goes part to the human nature you and I are built with you know a soul inside of us that 
has this great characteristic where we want to judge every situation in the world, okay? We make ourselves the the God, the universe decider, that kind of law, if you like, that says this is good and this is bad. And you go through life and you're making active decisions and judgments every single moment. Do you want to eat that? That's good. Or junk food's, junk food's bad, okay? Um, do I want to go for a cycle or an exercise or sit on the couch? Well, the exercise is good. And so you're going through life making these judgments. And what I'm really saying to you is, instead of giving yourself that option all the time to say, is this good or bad? How about sometimes just taking the pressure off. I don't actually believe we were meant to have that role in life of being the judge, the God figure. So give yourself some breathing space and just allowing yourself to be present. I was thinking about this the other day, how, and I've said to you a couple of times, Matt, like the cats, we have two cats. I don't look at the cats and go, when are you going to start getting your food out for yourself? When are you going to start cleaning out your litter well, When tree? are you going to sleep this? Like, <laughs> you've been here for 10 years. You've seen me do it, right? I do not make that judgment on them. And why is that? Because I kind of just accept who they are. They're a cat. They're meant to be a happy, you know, happy or, or sleeping <laughs> or running around cat. So why then do we put the same judgment on ourselves and even other people? Why do we set these parameters where this is your good and this is your bad? And I really do stress that for yourself. Maybe it's time that you just for certain moments ease up on the judgment, good and bad within yourself. I think it comes down to making choices and accepting those choices. Yes. So if the choice is go and exercise or sit on the sofa, well, if you've got two hours at that moment in time and you want to spend it in a particular way, then rather than do nothing, and that ultimately that is a choice, rather than end up watching TV because that's just what you happen to do, instead make an active choice. And if you're choosing to watch TV, then you accept that that's the choice you've made. And then you become comfortable with it. And you you own that choice and you don't feel bad about it because... You've weighed up your options and you've decided that that's what you want to do at that time. At least then, by owning a choice, by making a choice, then it becomes a much more conscious decision and you can become much more comfortable with it. And then it doesn't become good or bad or indifferent. It just becomes the choice you've made. And then there's less judgment on it and you can be more satisfied. I think when we start to judge what we do with our time or how we think, it's often because we weren't mindful about what we were doing beforehand. So at which point then we look and say, oh, look, I've wasted multiple hours doing this or that or whatever, because we didn't really ponder it. We didn't mm. really think about what we were doing. The moment you, you add a bit of mindfulness to your choices, you then find that there's more value in what you're doing mm. and then you're less likely to judge it as a, a bad thing or a waste of time mm. and yeah exactly and and also everything in life I believe is created probably from good intentions right there's very few things that were created in order to cause pain and suffering even like social media remember the intention 
was not so that you're people are addicted and spend 12 hours a day that was not the goal the goal was to connect people right so we're obviously using a podcast i think that didn't exist you know 20 years ago the whole point was to connect people it's a wonderful thing and like this podcast didn't exist 20 15 years ago you couldn't do this unless maybe with a telephone and broadcasting it out to mass people but equally you could say you know there's 59 hours of podcasts i'm going to spend my entire day and a half listening i'm not going to sleep i'm not going to eat i'm not going to drink okay, you're not going to end up in the best physical shape then afterwards. It'd be a great thing to do, stimulate your brain, but it's probably not recommended. And that's how you can really see that everything is about how we're viewing it and the goodness it can bring in our life. And I want to really challenge you to say, you can decide the happiness you experience. I touched upon, you know, children and how they look at things depending on where they are in the world. Even I'm coming to mind, you know, the stories of people who've been like prisoners of war, who they in those moments when they've maybe been there for 10, 15, 20 years, stuck captive in small cells, have talked about how the only thing they could control was their thoughts and what they they ultimately believed and thought about. How, you know, they would maybe use that small space to do push-ups or have conversations with themselves or recall parts of books that they loved. And they took control of what they could in that situation and actually ended up doing far greater things than those captives could ever do. So maybe it's time to start to believe that you are capable of being happy. What would need to happen in your life to give yourself permission and also the ability and skills to make that happen? Because, you know, we're very fortunate. We've got two young boys up here. Those two can find happiness in most things. They're playing Minecraft or, and I mean, they're physically playing it with each other. Well, Sam likes to keep cardboard boxes. I know, right? As we get a delivery, there's a cardboard box and he wants it and he's got another project. Exactly. It doesn't take much. No, exactly, right? And it's all about creating beauty and just enjoying to him. It's a gift that's arrived from the universe of the world. So what would it take for you to believe that you were able to return to that I do actually believe we all start with that it's just the world and circumstance that maybe kicks and punches it out of you to some degree but I think it's within you and it's maybe time to give yourself that permission to be happy and joyous again well the thing is joy and ultimately prosperity is a mindset it's not a place it's not a thing it's not tangible it's ultimately how you think of your world how you perceive the things around you the life you live every day in order to be prosperous you don't need a particular bank balance you don't need a particular job or relationship or number of kids or size of garden or anything else in the world prosperity really is a state of mind a state of gratitude and satisfaction with where you are and knowing that yes there could be more and you'll work towards more but things are pretty good right now that's only a state of mind. Absolutely. So I really hope today has been a conversation starter within your own life. You know, maybe if it's just something very personal to you that you're going through, that you're struggling on that emotional scale, just become more aware of your emotional intelligence in life. This is really the key. And I've no doubt, actually, I think we're going to touch upon this more and more. When you start to notice yourself and how you 
activate your emotions based on what you feel and what you see around you and then you're able to just even change it slightly then that's where really you start to unlock a lot of fantastic things in your life and be aware of what you have and and also opportunities enter your world far faster than you can realize so I really hope you've enjoyed today Um, you know that we love to talk about these topics prosperity and joint happiness because we really feel that this is the sweet spot where we can give you some insight in our own life but also very practical that you can apply so if you have enjoyed today's episode I would strongly encourage you there is as we say 58 other ones there's going to be something else that's going to really resonate with you hop through the list check one of them out and if you do enjoy it you can hit subscribe you can listen to all our podcasts automatically and why not give us a five-star review (laughs) five-star reviews are really good because other people get to see them and they think oh Someone else liked it, so it must be good. I'll give it a listen. And (laughs) you never know, it could give someone that little uplift that maybe they're looking for. Exactly, exactly. So if you have enjoyed today, we'd especially love if you would do that. It all helps to spread the word of this podcast. So thank you so much for listening this week. We'll speak to you very soon.